This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to Petrified. This episode Cold Reading. She's pushing it. She's really pushing it. Oh! Sorry. Sorry. We were very close to getting a stinker of a voice note. Are you soaked? No, I was at the bus shelter when it started. Getting accosted by drugs. Honestly, I'm so sorry. Mum was having a more wither than usual day and it was lovely to talk to her. I didn't want to stop. Who's watching her tonight? Declan came around. Hmm, that was decent of him. It's his mother as well, Jean. If he's not willing to go halves on the cost of a care home, he can very well go halves on looking after her. I'm starving. Do you think they'll do food at this? I do not. Popcorn crunching while the dead speak kind of blows the atmosphere. Hopefully I won't be focusing on my empty belly the whole time. Believe me, you'll forget about everything. Except him. They miss you in the office. I miss all of you. It was surprising to hear from you. It has been months and months. I know. It's it's just... Declan won't go halves. It's... Well, we're together now. Yeah. Did poor Michael ever get better? Oh, shit. Holly, he died. What? About, oh God, I'd say nine or ten weeks ago. No one told me. Jesus, that's so sad. I didn't really know him well, but, you know, Jesus. There was no way he was getting over that, though. His head, well, you could see the dent. It was vicious. Poor man. And it could have been any of us. Isn't that terrifying? He was just unlucky enough to have stayed late when whoever they were, you know, forced their way in. And they never caught anyone. Isn't that the worst? I think Michael being dead is the worst. Do you know, if you're standing at the water cooler and look across, you can still kind of see the outline of the things they wrote on the walls. The paint didn't really cover them. I wondered before if they just wanted a space to do what they intended to do and there was a building with all the lights out and Michael just happened to be there on his own on his little computer. When you think of all those little decisions or moments that completely change your life, it's... Oh my God, Holly. What? You don't think Michael will show up tonight? (laughs) 
Why do you look so worried? He was nice. I never went to visit him. <laughs> do you think he'll come back to tell you off? Maybe he'll say who did it. Are you frightened he'll say it was you? That's not funny. But it's what they do though, right? Unfinished business? This guy is special. The first time I went, there was this woman. She was crying before he even started on her. And he took her face in his hands and he said, Look! What? A parking spot. Jesus, Holly, I thought that was part of the story. You're very jumpy. You're surprised? Just drive slow. I'm, uh, I'm you know, very... What? Aware of mortality at the minute, considering what's about to happen. It's not dangerous. I wouldn't ask you to do it if it was dangerous. I'm not saying anything about you. It's like one decision to do something at a particular time instead of five seconds later, and we both know a truck could plough into the side of this little car and... Leave us with dented heads? Like Michael, of course. Hopefully the show won't be one. Hmm? A decision that changes the rest of our lives. This is going to be good for us, Jane. For you. It's half empty. Because people are idiots. If they knew what they were missing... It seems it... like not many people believe this is real. As I said, idiots. You believe it, Jean. Right? I'm here, aren't I? Well, you could just be here out of guilt. Don't throw this back in my face, Holly. It took a lot. You took a lot. From me. Jean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please... Sit down. Please. There's no reason to keep pushing me. You got what you wanted. And I'm grateful. Look, hold on. What? There. I have this fluffy pack of mints if you're hungry. They look disgusting. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So, you don't want them? I think he'd be contacting me if I ate them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I really do miss you. I... well... (gasps) Clever. They didn't even make an announcement before they turned off the lights. Good stagecraft. Gets you feeling unsteady. What's this? The director's commentary? Oh, piss off. (coughs) Hello. I'm Nicholas Shelley. If you've come here, you know who I am. Tonight is going to be beautiful. Holly, are you crying? Shush, Jean, shush. You'll see. Together, those of us inside and outside this theatre will do some beautiful things. Thank you for already doing the biggest part of the work. By you just being here. By believing. You've already opened a door, and there are shadows lining up to come in. Here's the hard part. You won't want to know this. Where they are isn't heaven. It is cold and dark. Worst of all, it is very, very lonely. 
So all they think about is when they were alive and they walk, there is no rest, just walking forever. Hunger forever. Sadness forever. Jesus, Holly. Listen. But there are feelings under that sadness, and that's what we tap into to wake them up. Whatever those feelings are, we have to let them tell their stories, release their guilt, their love, and then they can move on out of that horrible limbo. So help them by helping me. You've already made the first step by believing. Don't quit. Keep your minds open. Oh, I get it. I get his game. For those of you who haven't shared time with me before, <clears throat> this moment can be disturbing. As I put my hand inside the door and guide the shadow out, I feel what they are feeling. Please know what's about to happen is supposed to happen. Now. There's someone in the audience with the first initials of either J or G. Well, after all that, J? he pulls this old chestnut. Do the first initials J or G mean anything to anyone in the audience? <coughs> Apologies, folks. I don't know how to spell Gene. <laughs> Is Gene a man or a woman? Right, it's a woman. Actually, spotlight, please. Greg. Right up there. It's you. Gene. With a J, I'm assuming. Come up to me. I, 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 I don't... Uh, Robert is in a lot of pain. Get up. Get up. Get up. Please come up. Hello, lovely. No, you don't need to speak. In fact, it's probably better. That way you'll know I'm not pulling the information from you. You should sit. Please. You might need it. So, you're familiar with Robert, aren't you, Gene? He says you had a very big impact on him. Oh, that, <laughs> that was a mean joke, I think. Uh, am I right? Our friend Robert pushed right to the front of the line. He has a message for you, Gene. He says he doesn't like where he is and wishes he could leave it. He... He blames you. 
All that keeps him going is thinking of your face. Not his family, not his life. You. Hoping one day he could give you just a little bit of what you gave him. This is disgraceful. Sit down. I'm sorry. But I can't let you break this link. When your time comes and you're speaking to me, you'll understand. When my time comes? I'm sorry, my love. It's sooner than you think. Jean, were you driving a car that went off the side of a bridge? This is a setup. Holly! Where is she? She told you! Stop screaming! Stop screaming! You're dead anyway! Does that mean anything to you, Jean? <sighs> oh, I'm sorry to upset you. Whatever way I'm making you feel now, please know that it is not coming from a place of wanting to punish you. I don't hate you. But unfortunately, Robert does. And because of what happened, you hate yourself. So I'm going to release both of you. Look at me, Jean. Lift your head up. The car you were driving that went over the bridge left Robert's wife, Marie, with a massive brain injury for which she'll need constant care until the day she, in turn, passes. Isn't that right? Whether she's glad she survived is another thing, but she did, and you did, and Robert did not. You were all trapped in the car, so you know that as the car landed on its side, a massive piece of twisted metal jutting out from what was once the door pierced Robert's neck. And as the weight of the car settled, this jagged chunk slowly pushed further and further into him. It was a slow process waiting for him to bleed out, so I understand why you screamed that sentence at him that keeps replaying in his head. Look at what I have here, Jean. It's a hat pin. Now, I'm not expecting you to shove this into your neck. That would be dangerous, of course. No. You see that wing of flesh between your thumb and index finger? It needs to go through that. And then he can move on. Out of that horrid place. To heaven. Can you help me to help him find peace? Give it to me. No, I'm so sorry. I have to do it. Slowly. Robert didn't have control when the metal pushed into his neck. Will you give me your hand? Oh, thank you. Now, the pin is just against your flesh. And here we... (laughs) And out it comes. (laughs) Oh, wow, Jean. I think he's free. Do we have someone in the audience with the first initial S? Jean, hold on. Look, are you happy now? You wanted me up there in front of everyone with literal blood on my hands. It was an accident, Holly. An accident. You asked me to give them a lift back from the Christmas dinner because you were too pissed to drive. I... 
I can't forgive you. You've made that very obvious. But now it's my turn. I don't miss you. I hate you so very, very much. Don't ever contact me again. her number right now. That's the last time I ever want to hear from that damn family. Hello? Who's there? Holly? Robert? Is that Robert? You. You got what you wanted? That's upstairs. Are you telling me where you want me to go? Are you leading me upstairs? Oh, Jesus. What am I doing? Just... just let's end this. All right? Robert? All right. I'm here. What are you trying to show me? you never wanted to speak to me again. I don't, but what I want and what I have to do are very different things. I didn't think Shelley would go as far as something like that, Jean. The last time I saw him, he just sent messages, said some nice words. I thought it would be a nice experience that we could all move on. I thought maybe I could forgive you. At the moment, your forgiveness is not important. Someone else's is, though. I'm ringing you from A&E, Holly. What? Your dad pushed me and now I'm in hospital with a fractured leg. Hold on, what? Oh, now you don't believe me. Whatever that idiot did, he opened the doors, literally in my case, and I followed your dad's spirit up the stairs and he pushed me over the banisters, pushed me from a height, like how the car crashed off the bridge from a height. Talk about making it obvious. Shelley said Robert wanted me to feel a little of what he felt. Seems like a little was an understatement. You're absolutely blowing my mind here. What do you want me to do right now? I want you to get over to the hospital and we can figure out how to call your dad off. What makes you think I can figure it out? You caused this, so get thinking. Oh, and you'll be paying for this bill, so chop chop, hop a taxi. What? Hello? Jean, I... Dad? 
Daddy? you, Dad. I don't understand you. Daddy, I can't make out the... Excuse me, can you by any chance help me into the wheelchair? I, I can't get out of bed. Excuse me? <sighs> Fine, ignore me. I'll try it myself. Oh. Ay, yeah. oh, this is ridiculous. Oh. There we go. Hi, sorry. I can't turn around. It's fine. I got myself into the chair. I... Oh. Where are you pushing me? Stop. Uh, hey, stop! Drop! Drop it! Drop! please. Of course. How do I even begin this? All I'm thinking in my head is, there's something terribly wrong. Well, that's pretty obvious, but it's not what I mean by wrong. I don't understand, Jean. It's very difficult to tell you this without really upsetting everything. Okay, fine. I better just say it before something else tries to throw me from a height. I don't think this thing, whatever it is, is your father. Wow, thank God, I hoped so. My father couldn't hurt a fly. Over all the years, I don't think he even shouted at me. I really don't think that he... It's not the reason. Then what is? Your dad wouldn't blame me on everything that happened. Because he was there. Holly, you weren't the only one who'd had a few at the Christmas do. When we got outside and the air hit me, I realised pretty sharpish I wasn't in a state to drive. I turned around to tell your parents and they were arguing. One of those hissed whisper arguments that you don't want anyone else to hear. I told them it would be probably best if we ordered a taxi. And your dad said that was nonsense and he was sober. He said he'd drive us all home if I didn't mind. I said I didn't. When he went to take the keys from my hand, your mother grabbed a hold of his sleeve and he just yanked it from her grasp. Then he took the keys and got into the car. Your mother got in the back, so I got in the front passenger seat. No, no, this can't be right. As we were driving, she started to kick the back of his seat like a child. Then harder. Stop it, Marie, he said. Stop now. And she didn't. 
So he reached around like a parent trying to slap a child's leg. And when one hand was on the wheel and the other reaching behind for your mother, that's when she rocketed forward and opened his seatbelt. Please stop. And then she attacked him, grabbed his whole head. That's when we went over the side of the bridge. And they tumbled around inside the cabin. When we smacked into the concrete, I went unconscious. I was floating in and out of reality and your mother was just screaming senselessly. I think mentally she was already gone. There was something about the sound of the scream that's made it seem like the person it was coming from was oh, empty. And that's when I heard your dad saying, stop screaming, stop screaming, you're dead anyway. Eventually I was able to open my belt and crawl out. Your dad was at a weird angle in the twisted metal. He was dead before I had the wherewithal to help him. When he died and your mother had her brain injury, in the spur of the moment, I thought I was protecting her to just say I was driving and that it was an accident. Uh, By the time I realised that was a huge mistake, it was too late to go back. They would have thought I was blaming a poor crippled woman who couldn't help herself. I'm so sorry, Jean. I'm so sorry for all the blame you took. I would have gone to my grave with that story, but now something from beyond the grave has forced me to tell it. Whatever this thing is, it's not your father, because I didn't kill him. Oh, Jean. Jean. Oh, no. Holly? What if it's my mother? She can't move. What if it's her spirit that was trapped? I often wondered if she was really there, if it was just her body. And what? Shelley gave her power? He opened a door. All this time, it may have been my mother. Can you... Can you have yourself discharged? I don't want to leave you here alone. Oh, you won't. Your house is freezing. Declan! Don't tell me you left early. I asked him to stay with her till I got back. Could she be left alone? She shouldn't be. Wait here. I don't really have a choice. Mom? Mom, it's just us. (gasps) Holly! What is it? Is she okay? She's breathing. Where's Declan? What is that all over her? It's some kind of paint. Some kind of mark and it's all over the wall behind you as well. Behind? Oh shit! Oh, oh Holly! I think... Where's my phone? I need to ring Shelley. What? How do you have his number? He knew to pick you. I paid him extra. What? So the whole thing was a fake? This was all a setup? No. He gets a lot of messages from beyond. He gets swamped with them. I just needed to make sure that he pushed the one for us right to the front. You dirty liar. You knew going in. This this is so twisted. It's ringing. Shelley? It's Holly Garrity. Holly Garrity, I arranged to be selected. I paid for you to... 
Oh, for God's sake, you pushed a pin through my friend's hand. I thought you'd remember that. Look, I need an answer from you. There's something gone terribly wrong. You gave us a message from a Robert. But I don't think it was... What? Wow. Oh, no. Oh, no. What? I'm going to put you on speaker, Shelley. Could you please say what you just said again? Look, what I do is real, but it's also a show, okay? I have a show to put on, so if someone's grandma tries to get through with a recipe for cookies, I don't pick her, okay? It has to be a little dramatic. Or else, it has to be worth my while. You faker. Who's that? The woman whose hand you pushed the pin through. Okay, well, I just told the person who's supposed to be your friend. That wasn't Robert who told me to do that. Look, Holly paid the VIP prices to ensure that her reading would be selected. And as part of that, she distinctly asked for a message from Robert. She said the message might be for her or it might be for you. Well, the thing is, a message for you did come through, but it wasn't from Robert. I didn't want Holly to be disappointed or, screw it, to look for her money back. So I just changed the name. The message was the same. What it wanted me to do was the same. But it wasn't from Robert. Who was it from? I don't know. Someone called Michael. From Michael? Yeah, he was babbling. Like he was so excited. I rarely hear him like that. It's usually like they search for words. It's like they have dementia. Some things make sense, some things don't, so I have to filter I have to be aware of what makes a good show. Now, Michael said you were wondering who did something to him. You were wondering if he said who did it to him. Well, he said he did it to himself. That he opened all the doors, whatever that means. The little prick said something like, I, meaning me, wasn't the only one who could open doors. You dangerous, dangerous man. He said one last thing which I left out, as I couldn't figure out how to incorporate it into a message from Robert. He said, thanks for the blood. Look, I have to go. The VIP tickets weren't all that expensive that they include a post-show consultation, and I got places... This is all my fault. I was trying to get closure. I was trying to move forward. Holly. Holly, focus. Listen. Before you rang him, just before you interrupted me... I was just about to say, these things drawn all over the wall. The markings drawn on your mother's bed and her nightdress. They're very familiar. In fact, I see them almost every day when I'm standing at the water cooler. The outline of them that the paint never really covered over. (coughs) Mum. There we go. There we go, Mum. You said earlier today no one being caught for what happened to Michael was the worst. I said him being dead was the worst. You were right, though. No one being caught for what happened to him is terrible. It's really terrible. For us. Because it means he did it. He painted the things on the walls. He opened a door and let in the things that did it to him. I don't know where you're going with this. You? Shelley? Michael, there seems to be a lot of people who believe in all of this stuff, to different degrees. And as we've learned, you all want something very different. Get to the point. As we learned from Shelley, people are doors too. 
What are you saying? I'm saying your brother's not here, and there's drawings all over your wall. So who did it? Who could do it? The person you're holding up in the bed. <gasps> oh, Mum, you're hurting me. Let go. Maybe it wasn't trying to kill me. Whatever was called through. Or maybe it wasn't trying to kill Michael. Maybe it was looking for the easiest place to go. And we fought back. Maybe it needed someone who couldn't fight back. How are you sitting up? Mom! You're hurting my arm! People are doors. And it seems like they are also rooms. What's wrong with her eyes? God, I hate this family. Cold Reading starred Deborah Wiseman as Jean, Georgina McEvitt as Holly, and Larry Fessenden as Shelley. It was written and directed by Peter Dunn and produced and edited by Liam Geraghty. Special thanks to Mick Creedon for help with this episode. You can keep updated with all things Petrified on Twitter and Instagram at Petrified underscore pod. Petrified is funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.